0: this episode is sponsored by the principal center the principal center is a provider of professional development for high performance instructional leadership go to the website principalcenter.com on this website you can find a lot of resources and services on leadership and now let's go to today's podcast. Good day and welcome to this podcast Research in Leadership in schools, early childhood settings, and social care settings. My name is Johannes Miesker. I work as an assistant professor in the area of pedagogical leadership. Today, we are going to listen to an interview that I have conducted with Wendy Couchman. So, I'm sitting here with Wendy Couchman. That's right. Yeah, and she's an emeritus professor at London South Bank University. And first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And maybe you can start off by telling us about your professional background.
1: Sorry. Um, yes, well I, I think um, I got interested in arts and research and, and social care or social work uh, because um, I did a fine art degree um, after I retired as a social work lecturer and I got interested in the crossover between the disciplines mm. because social work and social care are very much based on the social sciences. And that can lead to a fairly didactic approach mm. to teaching and leadership, I suppose, um, whereas the arts um, is a different language. It um, explores emotion, emotional reactions and responses more, uh, and a lot of social care work is about emotional issues. Mm. So um, I think it is a different language that uh, you can help to communicate um, and to engage students as well. Wow. Um, mm. So, uh, as part of that sort of crossover between the disciplines, um, I realised that there's a lot of disciplines that look at emotional learning. Yeah. Um, there's philosophy. Um, people like Deleuze and Guattari who said that Um, Emotional learning is very much what we do in our infancy and early life. And that uh, art actually acts on our nervous Mm. system directly and it's sensory. So with art you become very engaged, you can be immersed in art, things Mm. like installation art where you walk around or uh, videos, it, it, it embodies, you're embodied, embodying it. Mm. Um, and that is partly why it's effective. Okay. And then there has been research in neuroscience which shows that actually, that the, that the brain responds very um, strongly to stimuli from art mm. they can see that yeah. um, that it's a strong form of learning mm. uh, and so I think artists uh, I think artists communicate by selecting elements in their work whether it's film or art pictures um, that, that, that that sort of simplify it's like a metaphor, in mm. fact. Yeah. And uh, the brain seems to like that kind of learning. Mm. It quite likes to make sense of things and to puzzle over it. Yeah. And there is evidence in neurosciences mm. um, that backs that up. Exactly. Mm.
0: Yeah. So, so what is currently your, your main research interest?
1: Um, well, I've worked with... Kate Leonard and, and Trish Afford Lechford over the last 10 years, I mm-hmm. suppose, on projects that, that try and show how effective art and creative things can be. Um, there, are, there are two aspects, actually. One of the projects we did, um, which was a leadership module, we um, booked a session for Gamelan. Uh, Gamelan is a, is a Balinese. Um, percussion orchestra oh. and there are workshops in, in London and probably elsewhere uh, where you can hire a session okay. and so we booked one of these sessions so it was a completely new skill for all of us oh. which was learning music and different instruments from anybody and the group was a mixture of um, teachers, managers, and people who use social care services and we had a facilitator and he taught us all to play some music Uh together (laughs) and it was very empowering for everybody and one of the comments was that it was a a big leveller because everybody was starting from scratch Hmm. and in many ways it was harder for the professionals because they they were out of their comfort zone. They're, they're used to being in a more powerful position with service users, mm. but in fact we were all we were all in the same boat. Yeah. And one of the service users said that she could understand that the professionals could feel insecure because they're used to knowing what they should do. They feel able to. Um, be able to take control and and have know the rules and tell mm. people what to do yeah. so it it opened that up and 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 it it um it showed that power imbalance that can exist. It made people aware of it. Mm. Um, another thing is I do some teaching with Kate Leonard. On, um, and we teach people who are going to support students in practice in social care. And mm. uh, some of them are, will be managers. So part of their job is, is to support learners. Oh. And we do a, a day um, where we which is like seeing art and doing art. And in the morning we go to the British Museum, where they have a a big installation about uh, the meaning of life, I think it's called, and it shows um, the the medication and the documents that follow people through their lives. So one side is um, a male and one side is a female, and it's a very powerful um, reminder of what Western medicine is like and and how our lives are, are structured. Yeah. by by the uh, public services um, so a lot of them see that that kind of um, Trip, or you could you could use books or films as well. Obviously, yeah. is a way of um, opening people up, oh. uh, questioning their assumptions. Okay. And then in the afternoon, we do we actually do some art. Mm. We we'll get them to do a mural on a, a common topic, perhaps that's facing change, that's facing their service or something like that. Mm. Um, and that's um, again, it's it's empowering for everybody because for us leading it. We are um, it, we're opening it up, it's very open-ended, so they, um, in small groups or together they're making a big mural. Mm. We don't know, we're not dictating it, we don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah. Um, and we're not, so therefore we're not at the front being in charge and telling everybody what to do. Mm. Um, and again, I think that challenges everybody to uh, stop taking for granted the ways of, of that they always do things.
0: Hmm. Hmm. And, and do you kind of evoke any discussion after? Yes, yeah. yes we
1: do. Uh, I mean, some of them who um, are teachers or managers would say that, uh, you know, that they might be fearful that if they go off somewhere to, to a museum, their manager, them, their manager might want to know why, where they are, and why weren't they in the place they're supposed to be at that time of day. Yeah. Um, so it's those sort of um, challenges that perhaps it, people have to face up to. Trying oh. to um, think of something else. Um, I suppose I suppose it is that open-ended thing for the person who's leading the session yeah. that you say, do, you know, do this exercise and then you're you are actually um, not standing out front giving instructions. Hmm. And in the discussion itself, it's easier to walk around and be amongst the participants as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, so what do you think that arts... Bring to to the area of leadership.
1: Um, I, as, I think it's because it addresses emotional issues. It's about emotional learning oh. as opposed to cognitive learning. Oh, okay. um, I think it probably does um, engage people on a on a deeper level oh. because of that emotional learning. Yeah. Um, it's also perhaps it's it's not just having techniques and strategies for doing things that you actually need to um, understand how it works yeah. and how how to make best use of it. Oh, I'm looking at my notes. That was mine. Okay, um, and I think increasingly um, people are borrowing from the arts. Uh, As I say it challenges the social science paradigm uh, and also is a bit of a counterbalance because um, a lot of services now, including education, have become very um, managerial uh, and outcomes-led. Oh. And I think that arts can be a much freer and open way of, of, of looking at issues. Oh.
0: So maybe it will give a more holistic yes. kind of approach. Yes,
1: I mean, I think that, that has been a problem. that. Um, because people want, we, I mean, we live in an audit culture in our services, people want measures, they want to know that things are working and they are being maintained. Um, and that tends to uh, suppress creativity. Oh. And um, I think in something like social care, you could say that we have swung away from creativity because of that culture. Oh and um, we, we, we perhaps need to reintroduce some of these more creative methods without fear of, uh, of not being able to measure them maybe. Yeah. But it's important probably to do the research to show how and why it works as mm. well,
0: which yeah. is
1: what some of the things we've been trying to do.
0: Mm. I, I'm thinking could there be adventure in that kind of the everyday work as you're saying now is very kind of um, measured by goals and you'll have to live up to administrative kind of standards and then you are doing this kind of more art and holistic approach but is is there a danger that maybe two of them will go apart?
1: Yes, I mean, I think it's quite hard to convince people to use um, more creative methods because that they are managed in turn and so they're accountable, hmm. uh, and, and they may be fearful of, of not being seen to be following the rules. Yeah, so I think it's probably um, going to be quite hard to, p- to convince people to, to go back hmm. to using that more. Yeah, yeah, um,
0: to go back to you think yes. they have
1: used it earlier, but I mean, within. Within a, a supervision type of role, mm. um, I think there is the room to be reflective. I mean, I think the reflective model is used quite a lot mm. in supervision, yeah. uh, in manager, leadership and um, learning. Yeah. And I think that fits quite well with the art and creative model because. Mm. Something like Schoen, um, where he talks about the reflective cycle, I mean that is quite creative because you do something in a fairly open-ended way and then you reflect on it, you bring it to the surface to see what you learned and how it worked so that you can more consciously use it again. And uh, and you can continually do that, bringing your sort of learning to the surface so you can use it more effectively in the future. Yeah. So I think that is a, a kind of a model that is accepted mm. within supervision and leadership. Mm. And that's an opportunity, so it's possibly easier to, to do it that way.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yes. <sighs> And, and is it possible to integrate kind of the more artistic approach and the the other we could call it a new public management kind of approach? I
1: don't I don't know at the highest level there's probably a lot of um, acceptance for that. Except that when we do have um, reports and there's crises, like there was a Munro report in the UK. On failures in the child, child care system, oh, yeah. um, the, it was said quite explicitly that we had we had gone to, into a much more mechanistic model, and oh. that we should come back. But I still think people feel safer because you have to be accountable in in things like child. People feel safer in sticking to the guidelines and measuring the goals. So I think there is a a tension there, isn't there? Yeah. Yes.
0: So so you would encourage leaders to kind of uh, go into arts?
1: Yes. I mean, what you find when you introduce a session on the arts um, is that people have been... um, Conditions since childhood. Think a lot of people to think they're not autistic, and um, they may have chosen their career path because they didn't think they were. Um, But in fact, you can show that everybody still is creative, Um, and it's. It's. I think if you introduce these methods, people will grow from it. They will learn from it. Um, I'm going to try something new. was one of the TED Talks I saw where um, uh, he taught people to to do cartoons. He showed them a simple method of drawing a cartoon face and everybody came up with a, a very good uh, likeness to his drawing hmm. uh, and I think it was called something like for people who think they can't draw show people who b- believe they can't draw that he uh, oh. shows them how to do it yeah. so I think I'm going to try something like that oh. so that everybody actually can do it yeah, 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 yeah. and maybe will be more encouraged to use it again oh, that's okay um.
0: If if we have a new leader, or it's not a new leader, but if you have a leader listening to this podcast, who's kind of intrigued by this thing about going into more of an artistic mode, yes, where, where do you kind of? Um, uh, Yeah, suggest that he will start.
1: Yes. Um, Well, i mean going back to what I was saying about seeing art and doing art. I mean, um, from the point of view of seeing art, I mean, you can go to exhibitions, Mm. but that's quite time-consuming, but you can do an awful lot in situ um, with with books, films, um, television programs. And there's really very good series of graphic novels now about um, social issues. There's quite a big literature on Mm. that, which I think communicates very well because it is an artistic visual form rather than text. Mm. Um, As far as doing art, I suppose seeing art is probably the most accessible way to, okay. for somebody to start, to start yeah. but with doing art um, we've we've looked at different things in the literature and uh, getting people to, to draw pictures of what their problems are or what they're ah, thinking okay. is quite empowering. I mean there's um, a social care researcher in Israel who has done this with... Social workers to see what their stresses are Mm. in in terms of everyday work, but also within a war zone, and also um, perhaps in a more macro way, people have used these methods to try and express what's happening to the population. Like I say, war, Mm. but there's also another project in the United States. about people's about homelessness, hmm. that they engage, they interviewed people, and then they put on an exhibition to try and uh, influence the policymakers. Hmm. Um, so, I think it's very powerful in that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying that if a leader has a problem that he's kind of pondering on, hmm. maybe try to draw it up.
1: Yes but perhaps do it with colleagues, maybe. Oh. Ah,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, I think, because it, it is a language, it's a yeah. way of communicating. And it's also a way to reflect together, yes. maybe. and it's, 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 it's a language, and it's a language that we learn in infancy. Our emotional learning is it developed faster than cognitive learning. So it's something that's instinctive and strong.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have you published anything about?
1: So the, um, the talking about lear- emotional learning in the brain. Um, mm. that, I don't know if that's on. That was.
0: The list there, yeah.
1: That came out last year. Okay. And look, it says talk. That's is that on the list somewhere?
0: Uh, yeah. There.
1: Yes. <laughs> So that was about um, looking at look, looking at approaches to using the arts oh. and this was more the practice educator but, but obviously a lot of leaders in practice have, have an education and a, and a management role or a leadership role as well. So it was looking at the different models of, um, of using the arts. Uh, and, and they come from dis- different disciplines so art therapy is obviously quite a strong one that you see in terms of getting people to do art and use art oh. to, to get their feelings expressed exactly um, but I, so I, I d- divided it into three different roles so the museum guide is when you take someone to see art or you actually um, read books together graphic novels look at films and discuss it afterwards Mm. and in a reflective way. Um, The therapist is very much drawing on that discipline of art therapy, which is allied with psychodynamic theories, isn't it? Mm. Um, In terms of uh, making things in order to explore your feelings. Mm. And the exhibition curator is more the macro model I was saying, where you might Make things together okay. and display them, or um, in order to use art as a way of communicating with p- policymakers. Hmm. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So this article is called "The Practice Educator as Museum Guide, Art Therapist, or Exhibition Curator: yes. A Cross-Disciplinary Analysis of Art-Based Learning." Yes. And it is published in the Journal of Practice, Teaching, and Learning.
1: Yes, in yeah. 1914 okay. or 1914
0: or 15. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: and that's and this and this explores a cross-disciplinary mm, approach. approach exactly. So looking very widely, um, in, you know, including philosophy and uh, neuroscience, as, as far apart as that. Mm. So it's, it's not just what, what works, but how it works.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then I thought, um, based on the research that you have carried out and your theoretical knowledge, which top three advices would you give to managers?
1: Advisors or advice? Advice, yeah. Advice, in terms of...
0: In, in terms of leadership, kind of.
1: Yes. Um, I suppose what i said before in as much as they um, I think the supervision role is f- fairly central to that mm. when they're working with individuals um, is, is to use that reflective approach okay. and using art as part of that can be very powerful mm. so they may want to um, Get people to, to draw what, what they're feeling, and, and you know it could be very simple with stick people, you know, cartoon type drawing, mm. um, and uh, m- maybe with with groups looking at looking at art exhibitions, books, graphic novels, um, and discussing yeah. uh, how it makes them feel. I suppose what the literature does say is that um, learning through art can be transformative, and that is a challenge for any leader, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is to challenge people's taken-for-granted ways of doing things, mm. and um, it's an it's an uncomfortable process. But art can do that by engaging with it, looking at it or doing it, can actually um, make you question what your values and beliefs are. Uh, And and that's important if um, we want people to move on, work with others, and maybe become active politically or socially. I think people need to have that awareness.
0: Mm do you think that any of the things you are talking about now could be used for head teachers and managers in daycares as well?
1: Yes, Uh, I mean there's somebody called Eisner, ei. A senior okay. used quote him quite a lot when they're talking about using art in teaching. Mm. So I think he's, that was Canada. I think I think this approach is quite strong in Canada in education. Okay. Um, and he said, sorry, can I? Yeah, yeah. Um, he he argued that art develops a form of thinking that cha- challenges sort of technical and rational thinking. Mm. And, help, and and helps the individual deal with ambiguities and uncertainties. Yeah, yeah. Because we can want to feel safe within a rule book, can't we? But in fact, that often has been a problem uh, when things have gone wrong in the past, hmm. that people aren't being creative and thinking laterally
0: exactly, yeah.
1: to solve problems.
0: Yeah. That yeah, thank you very much. Actually, we have reached the end of okay. this podcast. Is is there a, a place on the internet where people can find information about you and your research?
1: Well, is that article? Um, and
0: maybe if they go to yes, yeah, the Academia yes homepage, you yes. are there.
1: So I've I've done quite a few projects with Kate and Trish, which are in in those publications there. And I've also been doing some uh, yeah, more arts based projects okay, yeah. which have started to write. Yeah, up. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So people can go to the academic yes. homepage and then search for your name yes. when coachman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast Research in Leadership in Schools, Early Childhood Settings, and Social Care Settings. I hope you have enjoyed the interview and that you have gained some new insights into leadership. I hope that you will listen to the other podcasts in this series. A new podcast is being published on the first of every month. You're also welcome to join us on Facebook. There's a group called Research in Leadership in Schools, Early Childhood Settings, and Social Care Settings. If you just type in the name of the podcast in the search field in Facebook, you will find the group. Once again, thanks for listening, and bye-bye.